Everyone's so busy keeping up. Forget about the Joneses, we all on our telephones. With the texts and the tweets and the beats. What he said, she said, can't even follow the three. Down the hole, we all go. Me, I like keeping up too. With my corona and my attitude. That's La Vida Masfina. Relax responsibly. Corona Extra Beer. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Well, you and I got to hang out on a beautiful day at the ballpark uh, at Target Field. And guess what? It, it, it felt like old times. And old times aren't always good. But in this case, beautiful day at the ballpark, outdoor baseball, great pitching matchup. And you know what? I'm starting to fall in love with the dead ball era, Lavelle. I kind of like these low-scoring, relatively quick, crisply played games. Of course, when you have Verlander on the mound, it's going to speed things up. But I'm kind of enjoying the way baseball is being played this year. I would enjoy a little bit more, but I think there's um, a problem right now. There are a lot of teams that are not good defensively. And we're seeing a breakdown in defensive fundamentals in baseball. The White Sox are a bad defensive team. Detroit is a bad defensive team. And so when you're having these close games and these well-pitched games, these these flaws are starting to come to the forefront front more often. And shame on teams for not building more well-rounded players instead of getting infatuated with how far they hit the ball and launch angle and all this other crap. Um, uh, you, you see it on a you see it on a, a regular basis now in Major League Baseball, uh, and that's why the Twins are kind of an entertaining team because they got pitchers who are, are who can throw the ball and they really have a good defense, especially up the middle. And so um, they're going to win a lot of these games in which the other team's flaws are going to be exposed. All they need is to get a couple, uh, a few timely hits, which did not happen last night because Justin Verlander was vintage Verlander. No doubt about it. Hey, this is the Chin Music Show. This is our baseball show at TalkNorth.com. He's Lavelle Neal III from the Star Tribune. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. Uh, Roy Smalley is also a big part of the show. He's off this week. We hope to be talking to him again here soon. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Corona, the official import beer sponsor of the Minnesota Twins and the presenting sponsor of the Chin Music Show at TalkNorth.com. Thanks also to Perfect Ash and TSR Injury Law. Uh, so the Twins are playing well. Uh, they're in first place. I'm going to start off with a complaint, though. And I know that shocks you, but I'm going to start off today's show with a complaint, and that is – that as much as people complain about Miguel Sano, and he deserves it at this point, as much as people complain about Buxton's injuries, and you know what, that that is going to be an ongoing concern. You know who I'm disappointed in is Kirilov. We've been hearing that this guy was going to be a middle of the order, great at bat taker, you know, high OPS uh, building block of the franchise for a couple of years now. And he he can't seem seem to stay healthy. And when he is healthy, he just isn't producing. You know, he looks like a hitter, but the numbers are not there. <clears throat> he's he's not hitting at all this year when he does stay, even when he's healthy. That is it's rather baffling because I think the twins, one of the reasons the twins were willing to kind of part ways with Eddie Rosario was that they had Kirilov coming down the pike. This is a guy that they uh, had on the postseason roster 
And he was, he actually got a hit and his, his first major league hit was in the postseason, you know, um, and you thought that the sky was the limit for this kid and that he was going to be a mainstay in this lineup uh, for years to come. But this wrist injury that he, he has suffered, he suffered last year and it took a, he tried to play with it and didn't work out and I'm having surgery. And then he's had more problems with it this year. Apparently it is, it is pretty much zapped him of his, uh, it's like Zamp Samson losing his hair. It's just lost. He's lost his ability to uh, make solid contact and be effective at the plate. And the Twins could use him. Uh, go, he, they could use him going back to being a prospect, so he can show those type of skills and those types of types of tra- traits. But it's not clicking right now. And I, you know, I, I'm watching him, and it's just not. It's just not working. And it's weird because I think everybody expected him to be at the point now where he would be an effective member of this lineup and able to drive the ball around the field. Um, all the doubles hitting the minors. They were hoping they eventually were going to turn into homers. And he was going to be an offensive force, but it's not there. So I don't know. I don't know if, if there's still some scar tissue in that wrist. He's trying to break through. I don't know if he's in his own head now uh, about how the wrist feels. Um, but, you know, maybe they just need to send this guy to St. Paul for a couple months and wait for him to get his mojo back before they call him back. And, of course, they're playing him right now because Trevor Larnick pulled his groin on what I thought was a very smooth-looking throw from left field. It's Talking about injuries has always been one of the most difficult parts of sports writing because, you know, you can't overstep and say, oh, this guy should be playing through this pain because, you know, horrible injuries, career-threatening injuries can result that way. And we're not doctors. We can't see inside somebody's wrist or or hip and know what's really going on. But, man, it does feel like we have a generation of players that are very willing to to not play the game if something hurts. It's baffling to me. And as you pointed out, we're not in their bodies, so we don't know what they're going through, what they're feeling. Um, I don't know if um, this is just an offshoot of how players are treated these days um, with all the days off and encouraging rest and, you know, not, you know, being ready to work out in spring training at 7 a.m. like Tom Kelly wanted. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's baffling to me uh, because a guy gets a little owie and all of a sudden he's got to rest for a week or a week and a half. Um, I can understand Here's here's my thing, and part of it's a, a pass to Kirilov too, Jim. Is that uh, a hitter's hands are precious. Whenever you have something going on with your hands, you know you, you got to you have, you have to take that seriously because that affects your ability to make money and to win games with your bat. Um, and so you know the fact that Carlos Correa can't grip a bat because his finger is sore, and the fact that Kirilov's having some wrist problems is problematic to me. Uh, if you got a sore hamstring. If you got a slightly sore ankle, um, I would like to think that guys could suck it up and still got in the, get out in the field and help their team. Um, but we're not in their bodies and we don't know what they're being diagnosed with. Um, I don't, I don't know if players work out too much now. Uh, maybe everybody needs a little fat on them. I don't know, but uh, the, this is, uh, it's not just the twins, ladies and gentlemen, it's across baseball. It's all these teams right now. They're are going through it. I, I, I would, I would love to see the number of like to know what the number of injury list moves have been from year to year over the last ten years. And I bet you it skyrocketed in the last two or three, especially since they've shortened the IL from fifteen days to ten, because that now encourages 
teams to put guys on the IL more frequently uh, if they have a problem that's going to keep them out for a week. Right. And, you know, one of the things for me is, you know, if it, I usually stay away from ever uh, delving into injuries and whether somebody should be playing through something or not for all the reasons we've already stated. But when I go to the ballpark and I hear, you know, people I trust go, man, this Kirilov, he's just not playing. You know, he's not hitting when he does play and he doesn't seem, you know, it, it, when I start hearing people I trust go, hey, this something's wrong here. That's that's kind of when my ears perk up. Yeah. You know what? It's funny, though. I think that is it crossing sports now? Is it? Is it? Because I will tell you this. I knew someone with the Minnesota Vikings and the same thing was said to Christian Darisaw last year when he was dealing with his core or back muscle issue. I know a coach went up to him and said, when are you going to get on the bleep and feel? It's time for you to bleep and play. Let's go. You know, and um, he still, you know, didn't get on the field till you know, a few weeks into the season. And he was, he, and once he got in the field, he was, he was fine. And he actually looks like a left tackle that could play for several years. So I, I wonder, it's just dealing with the modern athlete or is it how the modern athlete is treated? I don't, I don't know which one is which. But uh, it, it's leading to some interesting decisions in terms of health. And I do think, and listen, I, I'm not going to, I'm not saying that like all modern athletes are soft or all modern athletes don't want to play and all that stuff. This is, I'm not generalizing. Uh, well, I'm not overgeneralizing. What well, I will have low say, management when Jordan played. I know that. Well, what, well, what I will say, and, and Puckett played every day uh, and never went on the injured list until he got hit in the head with a baseball. Um, what I will say is that. The difference between today's athlete and the athlete you and I started covering 20, 30, maybe for me, even 40 years ago, is that the modern athlete is a corporation. The modern athlete knows that if he stays here, she, well, up he, because women don't make that much money. The modern male athlete knows that if he stays healthy and has a good career, could make hundreds of millions of dollars, could make hundreds of millions playing the sport, could make hundred million off the field with endorsements. They have every kind of assistant you can have. They have agents, assistant agents, nutritionists, workout specialists. Uh, they have family members, of course, as always, you know, uh, hanging on everything they do. And mm-hmm. I just wonder if they feel like the risk now of the risk of an injury these days isn't, oh man, you might miss some, uh, uh, you might miss a month. The risk of an injury now is, oh, something hurts. This could keep you from making hundreds of millions of dollars. That's true. Also, I'm wondering too if the female professional athlete is actually tougher than the male professional athlete because there is no flopping in women's soccer. In men's soccer, there's flopping every five minutes. In women's soccer, there's really not flopping in women's basketball. No, there's not. It's a good point, Jim. It's a very good point. They they tough it out and they fight and they compete. Um, They don't fall on the ground and look for a call. So, the mentality thing, I think, comes into play. and the competitiveness comes into play, and the want the want to win comes into play too. Um, Marcus Felino for the Wild. I mean, we're all over the sports spectrum here. You know, hurt his knee like during the last week of the season, and you know could barely walk. And now I just covered a game last night over at the X. He delivered nine hits in the game and leveled three guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, the guy's playing with a bad knee, and he's sucking it up. So, I. I <laughs> And I will say, listen, you know, there, there, there are things about the whole hockey culture thing that I think are really overdone and sometimes even stupid, but hockey players do play. There's no doubt about it. There is a difference there. Hockey players will play with injuries, especially during the playoffs. There's no question. 
absolutely. You're right about that. So uh, once again, I'm not in these guys' bodies, so I know I don't know what they're feeling. Um, I don't know what Buxton's felt through all these years when he's been battling, you know, injuries, and now he's got the hip thing that he had acupuncture on, which I didn't know the Twins had an acupuncturist on their payroll, but I guess they do. I think they have one uh, acupuncturist per player. <laughs> Each one has his own personal acupuncturist. Yeah, talk about talk about how players being treated. I still remember um, the Twins were like one of the last teams to have like a full time massage therapist, mm-hmm. and we're talking six seven years ago, you know. And it got to the point where like Carl Pavano and Tori Hunter were paying a massage therapist to come on the road, and they would pay for the person's room, and there'd be a line outside the hotel room of players trying yeah. to get massage therapy, and they were mad at Bill Smith because they wouldn't hire one full time. And you know that's on this one. That's where I'm on the player side. I do think you give them all the opportunities to be healthy because a massage yes. therapist can help you play through pain. A massage therapist can help prevent an injury before it happens. Can help stretch oh, the recovery out factor. Yeah, I I'm all in favor of anything that helps people stay on the field. I'm not anti modern uh, practices. I'm just questioning whether some young players, some modern players, go take all this too far. Yeah, and they've got these – every team pretty much has a hot tub and a cold tub to mm-hmm. help, you know, your muscles recover after strenuous activity. I mean, I played golf on Friday, and I came out the course, and that, a half an hour after playing, I was like, God, I can use a massage. You know, just from <laughs> just from playing 18 holes, you know. So I, 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 it's funny. I got an email the other day about it seems like baseball injuries are on the rise. I was like, it's not the easiest sport to play, especially because, one, it's every day. And two, there's a lot of pounding, there's a lot of stopping and starting, and then you occasionally run into a wall or get hit by a pitch, you know, or you die for a ball. You know, it's it's not it's not polo, okay? It's you're you're you, there is stuff that's going on to wear your body down on a daily basis in baseball, and I I try to remember that as much as I try to remember how hard it is to play the game. Um, that's one of the factors that comes into play. Um, when trying to evaluate these evaluate these players. Last note on this, though. I do think there is an art to preparing yourself to play every day. We saw Molitor play every day at the age of 41. I know he was a DH, but he still he wanted to be in the lineup every day. Saw Puckett play every day. Uh, we saw a lot of great players. Jeter, you know, a lot, a lot of people in the Hall of Fame played every day. So what I wonder about is once you start telling people, hey, we're going to rest you here, and boy, that's a little sore. We got to be really careful with that. I mean, once the concern level rises to a certain point, um, I think the mentality just changes. Whereas, you know, again, it's not that the old days were better, but there used to be a mentality that you, you, your default position was, I'm going to play today, and you have to, you know, tie me up in a back room to keep me from playing. And now it's, well, I'd probably be better off if I take the day off. And that mentality does exist today, and I'm not sure it's always productive. Yeah, we're all over the place on this, but the thing yeah. too is your body. I still believe your body gets used to doing things. So if you're used to playing 155 games a season, your body adapts to playing 155 games a season. Um, the 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 Atlanta Braves rotation with Glavin, uh, Tom Glavin, and Greg Maddox and John Smoltz, they got used to throwing 240 innings a year, you know. And Maddox was skinnier than you, Jim, and yep. he was able to throw. 240 innings a year, 250 probably. Um, and, you know, um, what was this? Uh, Leo Mazzoni, their pitching coach, you know, they're like, they got used to throwing that. So their bodies are able to adapt. We're going the other way with this, I think. 
And the other one, how about Eddie Gordado? Eddie Gordado and Latroy Hawkins were considered, at least by outsiders, to be kind of failed prospects. They had both been groomed as starters. They couldn't. They had trouble being starters in the major leagues. The organization stuck by them because of who they were and their work ethic and all that. And, you know, one of the things that helped them break through and become all-star caliber uh, relievers was they just started throwing every day. Eddie was like, I'm not going to like baby myself. I'm going to throw every day. And, and he built up arm strength. He built up toughness. And I don't know if, that anybody else could do that. Maybe that's unique to him. But his his mentality, again, was the more I throw, the better I'm going to be instead of I got to protect myself and only throw like, you know, eight pitches a day or eight pitches a week. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, now we're headed in another direction because we have, uh, we <laughs> have brainwashed p- we have brainwashed our pitchers in baseball now to believe that if they go two times through the order or go like five innings, uh, they've done their job. And I, I detest that. That just drives me up the wall. Um, these pitchers should be fighting to stay on the mound. They should be fighting to go deep into games. They should be fighting for the bullpen guys who get who get you overused, worn down, and sent down to the minors if they have options for a fresh arm. Uh, and I, I don't see or hear a lot of that going on in baseball today. We are the pussification of the starting pitcher is at at uh, at ridiculous levels right now in the game. And that's why it was such a pleasure to watch Justin Verlander pitch on Tuesday night. Yes. I brought it all the way back, Lavelle. Nice uh, work, hey, man. I want to <laughs> ask about Duran and uh, and some injuries and some other stuff and going around baseball. We do, though, want to thank, once again, Corona, the official import beer sponsor of the Minnesota Twins and the presenting sponsor of the Chin Music Show at TalkNorth.com. And now, Lavelle, tell us about Perfect Ash. Yeah, I will be at the Perfect Ash today, actually. Uh, probably going to have one of my favorite cigars, the Arturo Fuente Double Chateau Maduro, kept in a very fine humidor that has more than 300 makes and models of cigars in it. Great selection for every type of palate, mild, medium, or robust. Um, great lounge with leather chairs. You can sit. It can hold about 30 people like-minded individuals, smoking cigars, watching sports on television. It doesn't get better than that, ladies and gentlemen. Perfect Ash um, Pipes and Cigars is located in Inver Grove Heights. Excellent. Check out Perfect Ash, and thanks also to TSR Injury Law 612-TSR-TIME. We hear questions like these all the time. Can TSR Injury Law help me if I'm hurt at work? Yeah. How about if I was hit by a truck? Yes. It's simple. If you've been injured, it's TSR time. Call us today for a free consultation at 612-TSR-TIME. All right. Duran is the real deal. He threw a bunch of pitches at 102 miles an hour the other day. Uh, two questions. Is he just simply the closer or is he your move around guy? And it, I think there's another level for him. He's at, right now, even though he throws 102, sometimes you see hitters taking fairly comfortable swings off him. What's What does he have to do to make hitters more uncomfortable so his stuff is even more unhittable? It may be pitch selection there, Jim, because I was yeah. just reading about this a little bit. Um, that, that that fastball 102 is a legit. Um, he's got the split-fingered sinker that comes in at 98, and that pitch has been getting hit a little bit. Um, I'm mm-hmm. sure, especially if he leaves it up in the zone a little bit, that pitch has to be down at the bottom of the zone where it has better movement and it's harder for a hitter to get on top of or get under or whatever. And so um, he also, but he has a pretty good breaking ball he can mix in. He still, he can throw a changeup too. He's got four pitches. Um, it may be coming down to pitch usage, usage for him, but the 102 is playing. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's pretty uh, exciting to watch it come into games. 
I'm kind of old school. I like to see him be available for the ninth inning. I understand that modern thinking says bring your most accomplished, bring your best bullpen arm in uh, and face the most dangerous part of the lineup. So, yeah, that means there will be times where Durant faces the middle of the order in the seventh inning. But it's predicated on the other guys after him being able to do their jobs. And a lot of times the middle of the order is coming back <laughs> up to the plate in the ninth inning. And now Durant is gone. And that's where I get a little nervous about that. Um, I like to see him coming into the eighth and maybe staying in, uh, uh, in the ninth and pitching two innings. Um, but when you come in with Joan Durant, 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 and then you follow him up with Joe Smith, the other team is celebrating in the dugout. Okay. So I, I, I want to see the seventh inning appearances reduced and I want to stick to him pitching in the eighth and ninth, but they have a keeper here. Um, I'm still wondering what he'd be like as a starter just because he got the, he has those four pitches, um, but there was a need in the bullpen for an arm like his. He's also had some injury problems. He has not thrown more than 120 innings in the minor league season, and maybe this is the best fit for him. So let's ride with Duran um, in the last couple of innings and see how it goes. So I praised the Twins' accumulation of pitching and pitching prospects, pitching depth the other day. But they need it. I do. Ha- I do have to say, Paddock is now looking like he might be going on the shelf. Pagan has, is gives you a heart attack. Uh, even when he gets it done. And Taylor Rogers has 0.71 ERA and 12 saves. That's tough to see. That's tough to see. Rogers is what Rogers would eat up lefties and was able to neutralize, neutralize right-handed hitters um, in his career with the twins. Uh, it was tough to see him go. I like Chris Paddock, um, but this is the second time he's had an elbow injury. He had one last year. It's back again this year. And usually, I think the last time he was able to get through a rehab, I'm worried that this time it's going to have to be a surgical solution. Uh, and that's really unfortunate because it looks like he's got uh, some talent. And, you know, the Twins do have him con- under control for a couple more years after this. So, um, you know, he can still has he still has time to come back and, pro- and provide some value to to the club. But, man, I miss Taylor Rogers. I still think they need to go out and get a left-handed reliever. Um, but I will say this, Jim. Caleb Thilbar, uh, this is a different guy than the Caleb Thilbar that was yeah. with the Twins like 8, 9, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, he's touching 94 in a gun, and that Snapdragon breaking ball is as snappy as I've ever seen it. And I, 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 I'm starting to think that he, you could trust him in late-inning situations, you know, in some big matchups here because he's got stuff and he's figuring out how to get right-handed hitters out too. Um, so it's not that much of a of – a, um, of a calamity as I thought it was going to be losing Rogers, but God, when you see him with an ERA under one, you're like, God, it would look great if he was pitching with Duran. Cause then you can have uh, Rogers pitching seventh and eighth and Duran in the ninth, or you can have Duran do his seventh inning thing and still have Rogers for the ninth, you know, but um, the twins were, you know, they're trying to solidify the rotation going forward. And they felt this was the best way to do it. And I guess they're going to let Rogers walk after this year as well. So, you make those moves, I guess. And um, it's unfortunate because Taylor Rogers is a really likable guy. Um, and I wish him on a look at Saint in uh, San Diego. Um, but uh, and Paddock getting injured is not great news. Yeah, I know. I, I was fairly neutral on the Rogers deal. I, I didn't I, I didn't I can't say I liked it, but I understood it. You're trading, you know, a guy and, and Rogers, let's face it. He'd been pretty good the last couple of years. He hadn't really been lights out. So, and so the question is, should they have said, 
this is one of our guys. Uh, you know, he, we've seen him at his best and at his best. He's very good. And if we invest in him, then we have, you know, a, a strong left-handed reliever. He's a closer, a setup guy, locked in, and don't have to worry about that for a while. Now what they did was they said, okay, it's we like Paddock. We liked him forever. Uh, we think he's going to be really good, and he's under control for a longer period of time. And we can also get a reliever who has closed games before. We don't know who's going to close games. For. So I understand the math of it, but this is one of those times when you almost feel like, you wish one of the poll ads would step down and say, you know what, let's just sign Rodgers a five-year deal, whatever it takes, and we won't have to worry about a left-handed reliever for a while. Yeah, you, you, you wish that would have happened, but uh, it, it it didn't. And, you know, once again, that's where you scratch your head, especially when you have to trace someone like Barrios. You know what you have in these guys. Um, Rodgers, not controversial, uh, upsetting oh, right. individual, works yeah. hard, core guy in the bullpen, you know, um, it was a tough blow, tough blow for the, for his bullpen mates to see him leave. Um, usually, these are the guys you want to keep. Has stayed healthy, you know. These are the guys you want to keep. You know, yeah. that's a great thing about um, having a little bit of money to spend is that you get to be choosy about how you want to spend it, and you 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 know how few warts that people like Barrios and Rogers has. Um, so you, you should you should be willing to take on the risk of a long term commitment knowing their work ethic and their personality and their, and their makeup and how, the, uh, how they fit in, in with the club culture and the chemistry and everything. But uh, that's what makes me want to kind of pull my graying hair out of my head sometimes about how uh, teams approach these things. Yes. And, and listen, when you make a trade, you better, you better hope the prospects pan out. And if Paddock's going on the injured list, that trade just not going to look very good. Uh, one more topic I want to get to with Lavelle. Uh, once again, thank you to Corona. Thanks to Perfect Ash. Thanks to TSR Injury Law, 612 TSR Time. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Uh, we Hey, we keep expanding. TalkNorth.com. Check out the website for all of our shows, outdoor content. We've added Dave Lee, former WCCO star, to our stable. Uh, we've added Mike Grimm, Go Gopher podcast. Um, we keep Again, we keep expanding. Check it out. And if you'd like to advertise with any of the shows across the network, you'll reach a very defined audience. You can reach Karen Cleary, our sales executive at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. So like, and you look at the Burrios trade, they get Austin Martin and they get Simeon Woods Richardson. That deal could end up looking good. It, it could. It just it, – and – I give them credit. They have found a way to build pitching enough pitching depth that while, yes, you do miss having Barrios, you don't sit around griping about it all the time. And so if Austin Martin turns into a stud, then then they probably mm-hmm. did the right thing. But he, he's got to turn into a stud. You're exactly right. And the crazy thing right now, Jim, it's just you know at the time that this could change. But things have flipped a little bit. Martin's got off to a horrible start in, Wich- in yep. Wichita. Uh, yeah. and, and so everybody's kind of noticing that. But – Simeon Woods Richardson, and this is similar to when um, the Twins traded Eduardo Escobar to the Diamondbacks and got Duran um, back as part of the deal. And Duran, all of a sudden, all his numbers like shot up. His velocity went up. Uh, he took to the Twins coaching and you know, was throwing 102. Well, Simeon Woods Richardson was throwing 91 92 um, with the Blue Jays organization. And he came to spring training this year and now is throwing 95. So all his stuff is ticked up. So now they're a little more excited about Simeon Woods Richardson. So mm-hmm. it's just crazy how these things have happened here. Um, so um, Simeon Woods Richardson is a guy you want to track. And I haven't, to be honest with you, I've not checked him out recently. So I don't know if he's healthy or if he's pitching. But uh, the fact that uh, I saw him in spring training throw 95, I was like, 
that's a great development for the squad. And they may have hit on another pitcher like Durant. Yeah. And uh big picture, you know, which is what I ended up writing about the other day is that Derek Falvey was, was hired to develop, find, develop and improve twins pitching. And, you know, you're not going to bat a thousand, but in general, uh, he's done it, and that's why they're in first place. Exactly, and it it hasn't been sexy because they haven't gone out and made a splashy move for a starter. They tried to sign, you know, you Darvish and Zach Wheeler and and Charlie Morton, you know, in recent years, um, but they've been able to develop some guys on the slow build within the organization, and it's not attracted to his fan that wants to see immediate results. But it looks like they have a handful of arms, and you need these guys. I, as someone pointed out. You know, in order to have three good pitching prospects, you need to have three times as many possibilities, you know, because guys are going to either break down or just hit a wall or just not develop the way you think they're going to develop. And I think that's what's happening here. And for instance, Josh Winder is one of those examples of a guy who's been coming up through the system on a slow build and uh, now looks like one of the better prospects who has pitched well. Bailey Ober, actually. Bailey Ober, we Mm -hmm. didn't know what to make out of this kid because he never threw 100 innings. As a, yep. as a as a as a professional, we're like, okay, what is this guy going to be in the majors? But now you see Bailey over on the mound, and he's got stuff, and he's effective, and the fastball gets on hitters, and it looks like he's a guy who could be a mid rotation stabilizer. I think, you know, I think that Winder could be more toward the front of the rotation. Um, I think Joe Ryan could be more toward the front of the rotation. So, or is let's just face it, is so. Yeah. Um, they have done a good job of finding quality arms to, to work with from within the organization. And you, you're going to see a couple more pitchers uh, emerge out of this group over the next couple of years, fans. Well, no doubt about it. And Sidney Woods Richardson, by the way, at Wichita, he's 21 years old. He is 2-0 with a 1.33 ERA. Uh, looks pretty dang good. So, uh, you know, if he, if he ends he can, let's face it, if he ends up being as good or better than Barrios, uh, and you didn't have to spend the big money to keep Rios, then then they'll win that trade, whether we whether we liked it at the time or not. Exactly, that's how you uh, reset the button. You hit the the reset button on that, uh, being able to turn someone into someone that, that ends up uh, benefiting you down the road. Good stuff, Lavelle. Thank you. Uh, we'll be talking soon. Thanks to Brandon, and thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. Talk